You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never ending assistance in Ramah Pesham Israel 5782, 2022. This week in Chutz we are reading Parshas Baloscha in Eretz Yisrael. We're reading Parshas Shlach. I'd like to show you something at the end of Baloscha, towards the end, which is very much connected to the beginning of Shlach. And it's a very deep idea, very important idea, and a few concepts kind of interwoven that have to do with leadership. So in Parshas Baloscha, Moshe Rabbeinu has a very difficult time, a great challenge with the Jewish people. They're complaining, etc. They want meat, they want the Slav, they end up with the Slav, the, the quail. And Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu complains and says, Hashem, I can't, can't carry them on my own. So Hashem says, I'm going to take from your Ruach, from your Ruach Kedish, and we're going to try to understand what is this concept of the Ruach? What is Ruach HaKadosh? What is this Holy Spirit that's on uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, on Moshe, on Moses? And it extends down onto the 70 Zikanim, the 70 elders who were the elders. Chazal tell us that they were the same people who had been the, the taskmasters of the Jewish people, who endured incredible suffering personally so that the Jewish people wouldn't endure suffering. The challenges that were upon them were incredible, and because of this greatness that they had, they were chosen, they were anointed, with the Ruach HaKadosh of Moshe Rabbeinu spread out onto all of them, onto 70 of them, another two as well, who weren't part of the group. I'm not going to get into that. But they got this Ruach. We want to understand, what is the Ruach that they got? There's a Medrash here that talks about it, which is difficult to understand. Perhaps we'll be able to understand it. But I want to also discuss in contrast with Parshas Shlach, where we have, we have 12 spies, they're called the Meraglim, but they were the leaders of the Jewish people as well, a leader for each tribe. We'll see a little piece in the Ramban, Mizrat Hashem, that will help us to understand. But they were leaders of each tribe, and somehow they made an incredible mistake. They made an incredible mistake that they brought back a negative report of Eretz Yisrael to the Jewish people, the Jewish people believed the negative report. They did not believe Kalev and Yoshua who said positive things about Eretz Yisrael. And as a result of that, there was a decree that the 40 days that the Meraglim had traversed the land of Israel in order to find out about Israel, those 40 days would turn into 40 years for the Jewish people to have to traverse the desert before they could enter Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so but we have a failure of leadership with regards to the Meraglim and we have a success of leadership in regards to the 70 Zikanim, in regards to the 70 elders that Moshe appoints, and they receive his Ruach, they receive a piece of his spirituality, perhaps, or his uh, being in tune with God, Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration usually has to do with uh, Hashem placing his inspiration into the person, and the person being able to understand things that can't ordinarily be understood. So we need to understand what is the difference between them, the, why by the Zikanim were they successful, why by the Meraglim were they not successful, what is the concept of the Ruach HaKadosh, this divine inspiration that they had. So I'd like to share with you a piece in the Medrash, Medrash says like this, Says the Medrash that we te- it teaches over here, the Pesach says that God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem says to, to Moshe, I will come down and I will speak to you there, and 
the ruach that's upon you, the, the divine inspiration that you have, it's going to extend out to the others. So, why does it say that Hashem comes down? What is the idea of Hashem coming down? This teaches us that the day that these elders were appointed to help Moshe Rabbeinu, to help Moses, was beloved unto Hashem like the day when the Torah is, was given. Pasuk says, On the third day, Hashem came down, right? The language of coming down is also used in regards to to Matan Torah, when God gave the Torah to the Jewish people. So, that's what was going on. It was an incredibly happy day. Okay, so the first part of the measure says that Hashem was excited and happy about this. Okay, we're going to see it seems to be like different, different, uh, ways of looking at the situation. Was it a good thing or a bad thing? The next section seems to imply that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, gave this, gave the, the leadership over to 70 others was not such, excuse me, a good thing. Says the Medrash, what is this comparable to? It gives us an analogy. To a king that had a pardes, he had an orchard. And he paid somebody he paid a guard and paid him, sorry, he hired a guard and paid him in order to protect and watch over his orchard. After a certain amount of time, the guard said, I can't watch this place by myself. I can't watch the orchard by myself. I can't protect it properly. He said, look, bring some other guards to protect the property together with me. The king says, He says, I gave you the entire pardes in order to watch it, to protect it. I gave over to you all of the fruits in order for you to watch them. I hired you because I knew that you alone would be able to, to protect my orchard. I had faith in you. I knew that you were able to do it. I knew that you were strong enough. Now you're telling me you need other people? That's fine, I'll bring others. But you should know that when it comes to the payment, you're not going to be paid anymore the same amount. I'm paying you the amount, the full amount that I wanted to spend on watch, having my orchard guarded because I knew that you were capable of doing it by yourself. But now you need other people, so that money's going to come out of your payment. Okay? They're going to be paid out of your money. This is what Hashem says to Moshe. He says, I can't do it by myself. I can't carry them by myself. He says, I gave you the power and the wisdom in order to be able to take care of all of my children. I wasn't looking for anybody else. I didn't need anybody else to be in charge here. You're asking for others. You don't want to carry this burden by yourself. Hashem says, they're not going to get anything more from me. They're going to get wisdom from you. The, I'm sorry, not exactly wisdom. Wisdom is included in it. They're going to get the divine inspiration from you. Right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes the is ma'atzil. He extends out the inspiration that Moshe Rabbeinu has, and it extends out from him 
onto all of the Shivan Zikeno, onto all of these elders, the 70 elders. So it sounds like it wasn't a good thing that Moshe Rabbeinu asked for. And it sounds like he's going to lose out, just like the Shimer, the, the, um, the guard. So the guard gets paid less. It sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu is going to get paid less, so to speak. He's not going to have as much divine inspiration. But the Medrash says not that way. We need to understand how do we, the Medrash seems to be contradicting itself. Uh, Moses did not lose anything. Because we find at the end of the 40 years, Hashem says to him, It says that at the end of the 40 years, right, this, this story is happening at the very beginning of the 40 years, two years in, in the second year. So at the end of the 40 years, Moshe gives over, when it's time to give over the leadership to Yoshua, to Joshua, so he gives over that leadership, Hashem f- is filled, I'm sorry, Yoshua ben Nun is filled with the spirit of wisdom. I'm sorry, okay. Uh, that's an interesting thing, I'm not going to get into the end of the Medrash, but th- there's another Medrash that says, um, based on this Pasuk by Yehoshua, that it's like a nair, it's like a flame, it's earlier in the in the in this section of the Medrash. It's like a flame, that when you extend a fire from one flame, from one candle to another, so the original flame does not lose any of its of its fire. The fire is still there by the first one, the fire is there by the second one, and there's enough fire for everyone, it seems. But So the measure seems to be saying that Moshe didn't lose anything, even when he gives it to Yoshua, even when he gives it to the Shivim Zikana, but at the same time it seems to say that he did lose something. So what's the explanation, what's the understanding of this? It's very difficult to understand. But what I want to point out, as I'm thinking about this, I'm trying to understand this Medrash, and what became clear to me is that there's a difference between the Ruach, the Ruach is the ability, the ability. Now, let's look back at the Mashal for a moment, right? In the analogy, so the king says to the to the Shemri, the guard, I entrusted you with this money because I knew that you were capable of doing it yourself. You don't want to do as much work? I'm going to, you know, I'm saying that amount of money is for that amount of work. You want to split it up amongst others and you don't want to take on all the responsibility yourself. The, the schar is not the same as the ability, meaning the king, his guard, the first guard, the initial guard that he hired, he's still able to do just as much. The king still believes that he could do just as much work. He could still protect ably. He could still protect that uh, orchard. But he brings other people to help him as well. They're all doing the amount that one person could have done, but now there's more people doing it. So the the sky, the payment is the same, but the actual effort, the ability, I would say, is still in Moshe to do that. It's still in the guard, the original guard, but he has other people doing it. So he's not really he's not really doing it all. So the schar on the other side, like we find Chazal say, lepum sar agra, when it comes to the reward for a certain act. When it comes to the reward that we receive, the spiritual rewards that we receive for our actions, for our mitzvahs, our, for the Torah that we learn, it has to do with how much effort we put in, right? The main thing is the effort, the ability, right? The schar, the, the payment for it, the recognition for what we accomplished has to do with how much we actually did, how much effort we expended. But, but if we look at the, the ability, then the potential, Moshe still had the full potential. He still had the fire, but it was extended to others to use their flames. And you don't need as much of, so, so to speak, as much of Moshe Rabbeinu's light, because the light is being 
distributed amongst other people. Okay, it sounds very like uh, philosophical. It's not clear exactly what's the idea, but I'm going to make it very clear. It's a very powerful idea, such an important idea. Moshe Rabbeinu faces a situation which is, feels impossible. How can I carry the Jewish people by myself? Hashem says, you could carry the Jewish people by yourself. It is possible for you to do that. I appointed you to do that. Moshe Rabbeinu says, it's too much for me to expend that effort. I don't feel like I can do this by myself anymore. So Moshe, and here's, here's, the, here's the, the, I'm just remembering the idea, the, the concept of it. What is Ruach? Right? We asked before, what is this Ruach HaKadosh that he has, that Moshe Rabbeinu has, that's now extending out into the others? What is this Ruach HaKadosh? What is Ruach HaKadosh? So, simply it means divine inspiration. We think of it as, you know, you go to a tzaddik, you could get a bracha, uh, he knows things about you that he couldn't possibly know without that divine inspiration, without the Ruach HaKadosh. But there's another aspect of Ruach HaKadosh, Gemara Megillah talks about it, when, when Esther HaMalka, she walked into Achashverosh and she had to face off and ask him to, to have mercy upon the Jewish people, not allow them to be killed. It says, Vatilvash Esther Malchus. And the Gemara understands that when, what does it mean that she wore Malchus? She wore, uh, king, it literally means kingly clothing. Uh, you know, she wore queen's garments. But the Gemara says, that it's not just talking about queen's garments, it's talking about Ruach HaKadosh. Vatilvash can also mean that you become enclosed with Ruach HaKadosh. It doesn't mean that she understood new things, it means something else. And we find this also about King David, the Gemara says. Davana Melchish says that he was clothed with Ruach, a Ruach HaKadosh. What is it talking about? And we find it by Shimshon as well. They were, they had a divine um, power. They felt a divine power to accomplish in that moment. Esther, she had been fasting for three days. She had uh, she had instructed Mordechai to do the same with all the Jewish people, etc. And now she had an incredible spiritual power that had been honed, that now she felt confidence that she could walk into the king. David HaMelech faces off with Goliath, and he's overcome by a, a, a spirit of power. Shimshon Agibor, Samson, He's able, he also has this spiritual divine inspiration that gives him the power, the courage to be able to face off with the challenge and be able to accomplish whatever it is that he needs to accomplish to overcome the Plishtim, the, the Philistines. The Ruach HaKadosh, perhaps we could say, based on this Gemara, the Gemara Megillah, the Ruach HaKadosh that we're talking about here is a feeling of courage. It's a feeling of courage. I just heard today from a shir from my Rosh Hashiva, from my pair, that he spoke yesterday from the Musarvat. He said, when we're, it's talking about in the Madrigas Adam, talking about being part of a group of people who are mavakshim, people who are striving for greater levels in spirituality. When you have one person, says Rabbi Per, when you have one person who, who's in the group and who has courage, he can inspire all of those around him to have courage. Speaking of, he was speaking specifically about, let's say you're in, you're in a war, you're in a battle, and one person has the courage. He can inspire all those around him to have the courage to face off with the machine guns. And, you know, death is all around. Courage. One person can lead in courage. And affect all of those around him. The Ruach, I'd like to say, perhaps we can say, that the Ruach, Moshe Rabbeinu felt a weakening in his courage. Because the Jewish people, their courage... The, the level that they have affects their leaders and vice versa. Right? The people affect the leader. 
Right? We find by Shol that he failed because the people affected him in a negative way. He wasn't able to kill out Amalek. They can be affected, the leader can be affected in a negative way, or the leader can serve to, to strengthen himself and strengthen those around him. Those are the two possibilities. When a person is in tune, when a Navi, a Tzaddik, someone who is a Baal Ruch HaKedosh, is in tune with his Ruch HaKedosh, so he's strengthened and he has the courage to lead the people in a way that can bring them out of their negativity, bring them out of their challenge of God, so to speak, bring them out of being stuck in their negative behaviors, and he can help them to climb out of that with his courage, which is given to him with the Ruach HaKedosh, with this divine inspiration from Hashem, which gives unique power and ability to the leader, to the one in charge. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu felt a weakening in his Ruach. He felt a weakening in his courage. He saw that the Jewish people, through their complaints, had weakened him. And he said, Hashem, I need others to help me. I need others to also have the courage to lead. I can lead from the top, but I need people to come and lead from, from inside, so to speak. I need other people to surround me and be able to get in to the, to the, you know, grassroots. That's what I'm looking for. Get into the grassroots and be able to have the courage and lead people inside. I can't do it from the top. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. Hashem responds and says, really? The truth is that you could. But I see that you have a weakening here. There's a weakening in your spirit. And because of that weakening, I am going to give that power, that courage, that ability to lead, to inspire others to other, another 70 people who will be underneath you. Now it's going to be split up. So that level of courage, it's the same amount of courage, so to speak. And Maish Rabbeinu really didn't lose the courage, so to speak, that spiritual ability to inspire others. But now, it's being spread out amongst other people and not as much courage, not as much spiritual um, leadership, spiritual leadership, that not, not as much as needed because 70 people are going to spread out and, and each one of those people will have a certain amount of people that they're in charge of inspiring. One person could have done it. But now it's being spread out. And you know, on one hand, that's a negative thing because you know it would be better if Maishra Rabbeinu, so to speak, does it all and he's focused and he... Um, faces off with the challenge of the Jewish people and he leads them nevertheless and he breaks through that, that difficulty and that challenge with the Ruach HaKadosh that he has. That would be the best scenario. But he was weakened from that. And we find that, indeed, Nevi'im did have a weakening of their Ruach. You see it by, uh, you see it by Shmuel HaNavi when Hashem tells him to anoint David HaMelech. He says, maybe Shaul will catch me. You see, there is such a weakening. Yaakov Avinu comes back and he's facing off with Esav. He's, he says, maybe, maybe I don't have that power to, to face off with Esau, even though he was reassured by Hashem. There are many circumstances like this. So Hashem says to Moshe, we're going to bring it down upon the other, the 70 people. Now, on one hand, it's negative, because one person could have done it. But on the other hand, there's a positive thing, because by spreading it out amongst other people, all of these 70 people, now all of these leaders have that courage. They each have the courage that they need, the, the spiritual power, the spiritual leadership is in them. Now they can spread out amongst the Jewish people and lead from this grassroots effort. So there is a certain joy. That's the first part of the Medrash. There's a, a there's a, it's Chavav Nekadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem comes down. Hashem comes down, but He comes down through a Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? The Atzilus, the, the Ruach, that courage is extended from Moshe into them. 
So now they all each have it. They all have it, and they're able. It doesn't really take away from Moshe Rabbeinu's ability, but in this moment he felt he didn't have it. So it's extended like flames, like fire, to the 70s that came. And 40 years later it's extended to Yoshua as he says to him, Chazak you have to strengthen yourself. Right? This Ruach is clearly connected to the ability to lead, to the ability to have that courage, that spiritual courage to break through the challenges. Interestingly, the end of the measure says that when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives, we will all have this Ruach. Hashem is going to be shayv eshpech ruchi al kol basar. Yeah, Hashem's going to pour that out onto all of us. Everyone's going to have that sense of courage inside of them. That sense of divine inspiration inside of them. That sense that I can accomplish this. I can do this. Like, like David HaMelech says when he comes to, to Shaul HaMelech, David says to him, I, I'm going to face off with Goliath. He saw that he had had success elsewhere with the lion, with the bear. So that spiritual power is what was, was given over to to the 70s of Canaan. And that's like, there's a duality here. There's a, it, it seems like a contradiction. Is this a happy thing? Is it a sad thing? It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Moshe still has the, the potential for that courage, but in this moment he doesn't have the courage. So it needs to be extended onto others. And in that way, indeed, each of them will have the courage and, and, and they will be able to lead the Jewish people out of the negative situation that they found themselves in. Now, interestingly, coming back to Parshish Shlach, and we're coming here to the end, but there's a Ramban that's trying to understand why did Moshe Rabbeinu send 12 spies? We find that Yoshua, when he's about to come into the land of Israel, he sends just two spies. Two is all that was really necessary. Why did he, you know, why did he um, expand it out to 12? And, and we see over here, it's very interesting because it could have been two, according to what the Ramban is saying. It could have been the, 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 mission could have been accomplished by a smaller amount of people that courage right these were the trailblazers that's what the Ramban says the purpose of the of the of the spies was not to be spies the purpose of it was for them to understand the paths that the Jewish people would need to traverse in order to enter into the land of Israel what was the way in what was the correct way in so they were the ones who had to be the courageous ones to be the trailblazers the leaders of the Jewish people in that way so why did Hashem why did Moshe send, instead of sending two? Why did he send twelve? So the Medrash says something very interesting. Hashem instructed Moshe to send one person from each tribe. Why? And that they should be the, the leaders of the tribe. He wanted there to be more people. And the Ramban doesn't really explain this, but perhaps we can explain it based on what we're saying. The, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted there to be not just two people. He was afraid that there's a possibility that they won't have the courage. They'll come into Eretz Yisrael, and, and exactly like what happened, where the Jewish, the, the, the Jewish people felt, felt, we're not going to be able to get in there. We, Hashem's not going to be with us. The, the spies felt, we're not going to be able to get in here. Hashem's not going to be with us. We're not going to be leaders anymore. Why did they think they're not going to be leaders anymore? They're not, when they get into Eretz Yisrael, they're not going to be able to lead. They saw that it required courage. They needed that Ruach HaKadosh. They needed that spiritual courage. Then they felt like they didn't have it. But that was the mistake that Hashem knew that they might make. So Hashem said, instead of just sending two people where they could easily, with less people, like with Moshe Rabbeinu, when there's only one person trying to do it all, you're fighting, you're, you're, um, 
you're 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 fighting against a certain amount of resistance. One person has to fight much harder against all that resistance. If two people would have been sent, if two spies would have been spent sent, even if it was Yoshua and Kalev, who indeed were able to overcome the resistance. They had the courage, but it could have been that if they would have gone alone, the the, the intensity of the struggle that, that they would have faced off with and the courage they would have needed wouldn't have been enough. That's why Hashem said, Dafka, send 12 of them, send 12 people, to send 12 Nassim, incredible people, to face off with this resistance so that it will be distributed amongst them and they'll be able perhaps, through the distribution to feel that each of them individually can overcome the resistance that they personally face as representatives of their tribe. It was a failed mission. It didn't work out that way. They came back, ten of them felt like the resistance is too great, they couldn't overcome it, we cannot get in there. Not personally, and not as, as our shvatim, not as our tribes. And indeed, the entire Jewish people failed. But Yoshua and Kalev said, no, we can get in there. They felt like they had the courage. But Yoshua, look at the story. Yoshua, Moshe Rabbeinu, gave him an extra Yud on his name. Right? His name was Hoshea. He added that Yud, that godliness. The Yud is the first letter of the name of Hashem. It includes within it the crown of the Yud, which is the, 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 the Ruach. It's the spirit. It's the Neshama that comes into the person. You know, Moshe bequeathed that to Yahushua and he was able to feel that courage. Kalev, who does he go to? He goes to the Mars Machpelah, he goes to the cave of the patriarchs who are the, the head. They're the ones who had the inspiration. They were the beginning of the Jewish people. They were the courageous leaders leading us until today. They are still our leaders. Those courageous leaders. Kalev was able to tap into that courage, that ruach, that, that spiritual power. But the other spies did not tap into that and therefore they failed. So that's the idea. And this is an incredible, incredibly powerful idea because what we see from what it means to us is that when we face off with those challenges, we can feel, and we, we can feel that Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is, is there with us. Who is Mashiach? Think about it, the Messiah, which is at the end of the piece in the Medrash. Mashiach is the one that, that leads us into, into greatness, but also in the times of Mashiach, it's not just one person who has that courage and leads everybody. Every single one of us has that courage and we have the ability to lead our families, to lead those around us who may have not had that same level of Ruach HaKadosh. You know, there's different levels. So the message to me, and on hopefully perhaps you can also take this with you, is that we have our challenges. We have our situations. We have, each one of us is a leader, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our communities, whether it's just within ourselves, leading ourselves. We have the ability to bring down from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that inspiration, that courage. That courage, which is what we're talking about in Bitochen, that's really what Bitochen is, it's that courage. It's that facing off with the challenge and saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be with me and, and tapping into that strength to know that it's really there and I can have that courage. We all have that. And according to the challenge that's how much courage is needed to, to face off with the challenge and that's how much the reward is because the reward just represents what we accomplished through facing off with our challenges so I want to bless you and ask you to bless me Shem should help us to be able indeed to face off with the challenge and to be able to bust it through to get past the challenge to get to the other side and to know that Hashem is with us 
and to pull down that Ruach HaKodesh, that divine inspiration, that courage that we have, and we should be able to lead all of those around us, and Mirz Hashem, we should be zeichet to see that time when Hashem is going to pour out that courage and that Ruach, that divine inspiration upon all of mankind. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.